The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything that you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. I've been so pumped to take a couple of friends with our road bikes to some of the trails nearby, and now I can bring the entire crew, my dog, and all of our gear with that third row. Learn more about the new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Na, 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 come on! On this episode of the Heat Check, it started. Finally. NBA trade season is upon us. And the first domino to fall says a lot, not only about the two teams involved, the Atlanta Hawks and the New York Knicks, but maybe, just maybe, a third team, too. We also have some new news, including about Kyrie Irving and his vaccination status and whether he can play home games in Barclays Arena. And... What the Wolves are doing under the radar moves to change the culture in Minnesota. So it's a little news update here for folks on the heat check. So Brock, drop that motherfucker beat. Oh, so I walk into the studio... And I've got things prepared I want to say. I sit down. We get everything arranged. And then my producer, Brock, hands me an envelope. A blue teal envelope. How did you know it's my favorite color? It, it exudes hope. It exudes happiness. And he said, I just wanted to get you a card, a sympathy card, but instead, there was no good ones, so I've made one uh, for you based around, I think it's a get well card right this moment. And then he, he manufactured it. This is where we're at, folks, in Portland land. As, as I said last episode, Dame is headed for a shutdown, and two minutes later, it felt like uh, what I said came true. Not shocking to me. Uh, and, and here we are. We're at a place where my producer is is refabbing uh, Portland Trailblazer legends onto a pick stitch montage, and it says, "Sending healing thoughts, mending thoughts, and happy thoughts." And then there's a pick stitch here. We'll zoom in for Nick Berlansky. We'll get the digital copy here for the video, and it's got uh, Greg Oden. That was a fail. We've got Bill Walton, the one good thing that's ever happened to us besides Dame. Brandon Roy, gone too soon. We've got Ruben Patterson, known molester. <laughs> CJ McCollum. Yep, that happened. CJ, I think it was statutory rape, if that matters. Uh, LaMarcus Aldridge, uh, making a weird face. Uh, Yusuf Nurkic, laying on the ground, as he often does. 
Damian Lillard multiple times, one time smirking, tilting his head to the left. I notice it all. Dame time, uh, showing his wrist. A Carmelo Anthony in the back. And then Neil Olshay. And then they do this little, it does this little thing of a cut out of his face. Like face, 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 face. And then it's another flick of Neil Olshay laughing at us, probably, uh, holding his his tie, and then on the right side of the card, it says that you'll be your healthy self again soon. <laughs> oh, Hallmark, how did you make such a perfect card? I think my producer has a second job in store for him. It's called sending sending get well cards, sympathy cards, and uh, condolences cards to fan bases around the NBA. Uh, I think that's a new business that we have started. It is tremendous. Uh, so that's where we're at. I'm don't need to say much more. I mean, that's kind of speaks for itself. The fact that that happened speaks for itself. So let's get into some news around the league. First and foremost, starting in Atlanta, after rumor after rumor about the Atlanta Hawks choosing and having to choose between their two young wings, DeAndre Hunter, Cam Reddish. They've made their choice. Both of them were drafted in 2019, both long wings, both uh, defensive presence-minded players. Ah, not sure. Uh, both been in and out of the lineup for injuries, and the Atlanta Hawks just decided, guillotine. Cam Reddish, gotta go. Cam Reddish, gone. Uh, he is now a New York Nick. Bingo, if you had Cam Reddish as the first domino to fall in the trade deadline. Last year, it was P.J. Tucker. Yeah, on to the trade. Here's the deal. Knicks get Cam Reddish. Solomon Hill, not a bad pick, actually, for the Hawks to lose him. Cam Reddish, Solomon Hill, a 2025 second-round pick via Brooklyn. And then the Hawks get Kevin Knox. I mean, jokes, but seriously. first uh, A first-round protected pick via Charlotte. It's top 18 protected, which is wild. Like, that's the wildest thing to me. Top 18 protected? Is it even a first-round pick if it's top 18 protected? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Of course, of course, the the Hawks were not going to keep Cam because Cam Reddish was going to demand some money. He's on an expiring deal. The wing position is loaded in Atlanta. Nobody can defend, but there's a plenty of guys who can play uh, somewhere. DeAndre Hunter is coming back from injury right now. And the starting lineup was full. He was just never going to grow into his potential as a player with the Hawks, so he had to go. Few little interesting things happening here. We knew that the Hawks would trade him. Uh, a week before the deadline, though? Sheesh! Kind of an interesting time. Apparently, though, a big reason why was because DeAndre Hunter is coming back into the lineup on Wednesday of next week. So, got to get his little ass out before dissension sows and before Cam Reddish becomes an afterthought to NBA GMs. He's been playing minutes, and people, he's in the front of the mind. Get him out. No time like the present. Uh, in terms of the deal itself, also strange. They pulled the trigger on getting Kevin Knox, who has been largely missing in action uh, when Tom Thibodeau became the head coach of the New York Knicks. Tom Thibodeau hates Kevin Knox, uh, who does not play defense, so not sure how he's going to fit. And a first-round pick via Charlotte? Top 18 protected? Uh, 
doesn't make a ton of sense unless, unless you factor in that maybe the Atlanta Hawks just said, Cam, just tell us where you want to go. You're on an expiring, you're going to have to extend with someone. Tell us, and we'll, we're not going to get the best deal. We'll, we'll take you wherever you need to go. We took you 10th. We're going to make it right. And he was like, hey, uh, you know, figure it out. So put your best Sherlock Holmes hat on because we've got a little baby conspiracy theory on our hands. Why would Cam want to be a Nick besides the great pizza playing in the garden and the exorbitant cost of living? Let's break it down, shall we? Let's break it all down. Why does he want to be a Nick? First and foremost, R.J. Barrett, Nick's shooting guard from the same draft class, is not just Cam Reddish's former teammate, Duke Blue Devil, but also one of his best friends. Uh, In fact, R.J. Barrett had the audacity to say pre-draft that Cam Reddish was the most talented player from Duke in that draft class, including loaded With RJ, Cam, and, you know, um, some guy you might have heard of named Zion Williamson. Some guy like that. Uh, So RJ, yeah, it was before uh, Zion got fat. So RJ has a ton of respect, a ton of love for Cam. So that explains why the Knicks and not the other teams. Of course, Indiana was interested in him. The Lakers would have probably traded, like, Taylor Horton Tucker in the first round for him. The Wizards have been talking about Cam Rich since pre-draft. Like, they wanted to take him in that 2019 draft. They've been speaking about him. Quentin Mayo, my co-host on another show that I'm on, has been talking about Cam Reddish going to the Wizards for, like, 12 months now. So it's all very interesting. What does it say about the Hawks? DeAndre Hunter is the wing that they want to commit to, right? Uh, We know that Hunter's probably a better defender right now than than Cam, despite Cam being a better scorer than Hunter. They need more defense. They can score, boy. They can score. They got Bogdan. They got Kayvon. They got Trey. They got uh, Collins, I think, maybe for a little bit. They've got uh, Capella. And I I think that shows what the Hawks want to do. They want to get a first. They want to get Cam out the door, and they want to make a deal fast. They could have gotten more. Uh, what's interesting about the Knicks, to me, is how they're going to use their wings. Whether it's Cam Reddish is going to develop into a good defender, I don't know. Like, what is he good at? He's got good instincts. He's long as fuck. He's athletic as hell. Like, he can jump out of the gym. It Does that translate into good on-the-ball, off-the-ball defense? I don't know. I have no idea. Apparently, he supposedly was going to be one of the best all-defense guys in that draft. Many Reddit threads, many conversations with Hawks, GM, Travis Schlank. He's going to be an all-defender, maybe defensive player of the year someday, blah, 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 blah. Right now, let me just say, he has 114 defensive rating, which is fucking trash. So trash. Uh, But here's a little downside to that, or I guess the caveat to that is, of course, just like Draymond is bringing all of his... Uh, teammates' defensive ratings into a more elite status. The rest of the Hawks aren't doing my man Cam Reddish any favors. Um, This team is 29th right now in defensive ratings, so very bad. And they might be actually bringing Cam Reddish down and putting him in a spot where he can't defend players, uh, and he's in a spot where he has to rotate over and he gets cooked for no damn reason. So I don't know. To me, the more important question is, is Tibbs about to trade Evan Fournier? Because 
Is he about to get out get out of this deal? Listen, I've made a grave mistake. <laughs> World Wide West, Leon, I think we all know. The best Evan Fournier is Team France, Evan Fournier. <laughs> like, we gotta get out of this contract now. Uh, trading for a young wing to put next to R.J. Barrett and then extend them both on the same timeline does not give you confidence that Evan Fournier is here to stay. (laughs) I don't think so, folks. Could this be Evan Fournier's third team in less than a year? I mean, he went from Orlando as the third or fourth option to Boston as the third or fourth option to New York as the third or fourth option. So where could he go next? I don't know, man. I don't know. Maybe back to Boston? I don't know. Things you just hate to see for the guy, though. Love Evan Fournay. Uh, Back to the conspiracy. The intriguing part for me is how this all centers around Zion, 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 and Zion. We've heard Zion talk at length about he's gushing. My favorite place on the planet to play the game of basketball is Madison Square Garden. Outside of Smoothie King Center, of course. Of course, of course. So will he tell the Pelicans to fuck right off when they extend him his rookie max? When his two best friends are in his favorite place on earth to play, the conspiracy starts to bubble up in folks' mind like myself. Call me a cynic. But it appears that Zion's not here to stay in New Orleans. Just, uh, it just appears that all of the puzzle pieces are coming into vision, right? If they extend Cam Reddish, if they extend R.J. Barrett, and Zion says, eh, I think I'm going to go to free agency, I can promise you, figure out a way to get to the, your Bet- BetMGM Sportsbook app or to the actual sports book physically and place your bet on where Zion's next place will be because that is in New York. Fascinating stuff. More dominoes to come. All this, of course, is is purely speculation, but I'm right a lot. So take it with a grain of salt or nah. This is absolutely the very first move in a very, very intricate game of chess or checkers or what's that one, another one, Uh, Connect Four. Cannot wait to watch what all happens at that's probably Connect Three uh, at the deadline. Uh, next around the league, Brooklyn Nets fans, Kyrie Irving is not coming to save you. He will not be your Messiah. Over in Brooklyn, apparently the Nets are world beaters again. Well, I mean that's the case if you ask them. Um, after a total of grand total of three games together this year, they've gone two and one. Uh, they looked t- terrible against the Indiana Pacers. Didn't even cover the number. How dare them? They were down pretty much all the game until they came back. They just beat the Bulls by 26 as two point dogs in Chicago in the United Center. You see golf clap for them. Good for you. A team that everyone considered to be probably a seven seed is now a one seed. Better than you in the standings. You beat them by 26. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Impressive win. Very, very impressive win. Haters would say that the Bulls weren't at full strength. They didn't have Caruso. They didn't have Patrick Williams, who hasn't really played there. And also Derek Jones Jr., uh, their new wing for uh, their you know, power forward who's been playing in the absence of Patrick Williams went down in the early beginning of that game. You know, people would say that, that they were not in balance. I would not say that. That that would be a mean thing for me to say. I always, of course, as you know, listeners, I take the high road. 
I never get enough credit for taking the high road. Um, so please uh, give me some praise for that if you see me on the street. Uh, after the game, when they asked uh, Harden about the chemistry between him, Katie, and Kai, Harden said, we're just that good. We're just that good. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, always that good? He said, we just got to do it. Since I've been here, it's been crazy. A lot of ups and downs, honestly. From last year coming into this year, we haven't had any consistency for any reason. But we're not far at all. We're all killers. We attack. <laughs> we're all killers. Uh, we're all unselfish. We just got to make the right play. We, it won't take long for us, probably to win is the subtext. It won't take long for us to run through the rest of the league at all. We just got to be out here on the court, and we got to be there doing it. Harden's not wrong. Like, Yes. You guys are all very good players, and when you're all together, things function properly. But, bruh, the three of y'all are not going to play consistent basketball together. And I've looked down that schedule. There's a lot of home games for the rest of the way. <laughs> it's, a, it's a stunning amount of home games when you think about all the times that Kyrie won't be playing. It's like, whoa, like, is it all home games down the stretch? And it, when it's just two or three musketeers, things look pretty pedestrian. Uh, you're not even the top of the East – and unless Katie joins Chris Pratt as the Guardians of the Galaxy in the middle of the game, just leaves Earth, uh, you're not beating even mediocre teams. You can't beat contending teams, and you barely beat mediocre teams. So Kyrie and Katie played against the Portland Trailblazers without Dame, and you guys lost by a lot. So uh, there were whispers, though, that the Messiah was coming for the home games. The, the Nets could just take a fine. 1,000 for the warning, 5,000 for the first time, second time, 10,000 for the third and all the ensuing. And the NBA, shut that down. That's a lie. And that's a lie. Uh, Shams and Woj just reported there are only two ways that Kyrie can play at Barclays Center. Barclays, Barclays, Barclays Center. Either, one, either New York relaxes their restrictions for COVID uh, vaccinations for entertainers and for athletes. I guess they're all the same thing. Uh, inside of arenas, or pretty simply, Kyrie Irving gets vaccinated. The pretty much the only two options that there are. Neither seem to be happening at the moment. And reporters asked Harden about this, and Harden, I swear to fucking God, said, I will give that man the shot myself if I have to. <laughs> he knows that he needs Kyrie. They're at home games. That's the way to go. I don't know how long it's going to be. But they're going to pressure his ass and pressure his ass and pressure his ass. And maybe then they're going to go on a road trip and they're going to be, you know, roommates with Kai and some random Ritz Carlton. And then Harden's going to call up KD in the middle of the night and he's going to say, hold this motherfucker down when I give him the shot. Uh, so he knows that that's really the only way that they can be really true contenders. So the Nets are going to continue to use Kai for road games. And yes, they're better with him for sure. Yeah. Will they get that chemistry? If Kai does not get vaccinated, not so sure about that one, Chief. We'll have to see. But I expect, like I said, the pressure will be mounting uh, every time the, lose, the Nets lose a home game. At home, it's wild. Uh, moving over to Minnesota. How wild is it to be a Minnesota Timberwolves fan? And finally, just finally, now being at a point where you don't want to throw your TV out the window. That's where we are. We haven't checked in on the Minnesota Timberwolves in a hot minute. 
but there's some interesting things a brewing happening here under the radar that not enough people are talking about. And I'm not talking about how the Wolves seem to be waiting for Maury and the Sixers to get desperate enough to trade Ben uh, for a handful of cast-offs, a couple of picks, and, you know, like a luxury ice-fishing house on Lake Calhoun. This team right now is very streaky, prone to four- and five-game win streaks, loss streaks. They're currently 4-1 and one in their last five, having lost a buzzer beater by Brandon Ingram. Yes, I said it. My guy, Brandon Ingram. He did it. I thought about what I said about him the other day, and I thought I mushed this. And Ant Edwards is just out here at the podium every single night, guaranteeing that this team is making it to the playoffs. Which, of course, makes this team pretty different than all of the previous versions of the Wolves since KG left town. Wolves don't just look different. They actually are different. They have a new ownership group, and they're reinvigorating the way that the Wolves do business. And the latest evidence that business is not as usual in Minnesota, the Wolves just hired this guy, Marquise Watts, an executive within Clutch Group. Oh, yes, uh, to be their new chief experience officer. What the fuck is that? Uh, say what? Uh, the chief officer, chief experiences officer's job is to redefine the player experience in Minnesota. It appears to have not been a great experience there so far. Uh, if you don't know what a chief experience officer is, I mean, join the club. It's never been created before. The press release stated that Watts will bring his extensive brand and sports management experience following his time at Under Armour, Adidas, and most recently serving as president of brand strategy for the Clutch Sports Group. Watt himself, who also played basketball uh, D2 in Minnesota, said, I'm very excited to join the Timberwolves and the Lynx organization. The leadership here in Minnesota is serious about building a world-class organization. Much to untap, much to explore culturally and experientially for our players and our community. This is just the beginning. There's a lot to look forward to. Two things worth noting here. First, Clutch Sports represents a lot of major NBA players. Watt played a huge role there. He led marketing and corporate par partnership efforts, aligning athletes with some of the biggest brands in the world. At Adidas, he oversaw the signings of some of the NBA's biggest and WNBA's top players while managing partnerships with the league. He played an integral role in the team that launched Under Armour Basketball, that's the one that Steph's with, getting someone with intimate connection to Rich Paul, pretty fucking impressive. Pretty integral, if you ask me. Oh, yeah. By the way, do you know who is represented by Clutch Sports besides Ben Simmons? Anthony Edwards. Yes, he is. Second, it's a sign to me that Mark Lore and A-Rod are dead serious about changing the culture of the Minnesota Timberwolves, which is hard to do. And his job, Watt, is clearly not just to cater to existing players like Ant and Carl Anthony Towns, but to make the team a desirable landing spot for all free agents. How do you do that? You roll the red carpet out, baby, half a mile to a mile long, and then just put a dump truck of cash on it so you can swim in it on the way into the Target Center in the form of connections, big sponsorship deals, and if you build that, free agents will come, especially with guys like Carl Anthony Towns and Antwerp, Aunt Edwards there already. So for once, not business as usual in Minnesota 
And if you're Minnesota, as a basketball fan, God bless you. It's another sign. It's not your daddy's or your granddaddy's Timberwolves team. That's all the time that we have for the Heat Check. We'll be back Monday with a new episode. Do not forget to download, subscribe, tell your friends, every single one of them. Please, please, please follow us on social. I mean, my Twitter got hacked, so I don't know. We'll see. At This Heat Check and at Trista Crick on TikTok, Instagram. We'll see about Twitter. We'll see you Monday. Monday.